You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Outdoor Edge in their complete lineup of knives and game processing kits. These guys right now are doing an absolutely huge giveaway where you could win an elk hunt and not just any elk hunt. We're talking about a seven or eight mile horseback ride into the backcountry. We're talking a one-on-one guided hunt. You're going to be sleeping in a wall tent and you're going to be doing that for five days with the founder and CEO of Outdoor Edge, David Block. Now, if you've never been on an elk hunt before, I'm telling you right now, go sign up for this because if you ever hear a elk bugle, whether it's at 400 yards or it's at 40 yards, it is a life-changing experience. So here's how you enter. Go to OutdoorEdge.com. There's going to be a big banner for it somewhere on their homepage. All you have to do is click on that. Go fill out some information. I think your name, your email address, maybe some other stuff. And that's all you have to do. That's how you are entered. They're going to be picking a winner oh, a ways from now. So you have plenty of time to enter. Go visit OutdoorEdge.com. Sign up today. And if you decide to purchase any products from the website, Enter the discount code NATION30. That's the word NATION with the number 30 after that. No spaces. NATION30. And you will receive 30% off your purchase. Welcome to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. My name is Parker McDonald and I'm your host. Today, me and Drew are just really recapping the last couple weeks. It has been the the earliest that the Alabama season has ever opened. We're going to recap our experiences and some of the things that we learned from the past two weeks hunting earlier than pretty much we've ever gotten to hunt in Alabama. So stay tuned. This is the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. Alright everybody, welcome back to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I'm joined by my friend Drew Robbins in Addison, Alabama, the big town of Addison, Alabama. How's it going in Addison right now, Drew? Oh, well, right now in Addison, it's a little bit sleepy and not doing a whole lot right now, but um, it's been busy this weekend. Um, I know we had a lot of guys went out in the woods and, um, and... and got got some uh, texts and calls from from some guys have been successful. So it's it's and then you know with this cold front that came in, man, it's, it was a this is a good weekend to be in the deer woods. It definitely was. Yeah, I mean it, it's I've seen a lot of people been successful uh, all over the country really, um, but it really seemed like this past this past week or so is when a lot of the deer hit the ground in Alabama. Um, yeah. which is still, I mean, uh, you know, Mike, Michael Pike shot a buck on public out here. Um, what was it? Uh, Monday or Tuesday, I think. And, uh, so that's still earlier than most, than most people have gotten to hunt. I mean, than anybody's gotten to hunt in Alabama. That's still before the statewide opener. And, um, yeah. and what he told me, this is interesting. This is an interesting thing. What he told me was that those deer uh, that morning, because I talked to him on the phone the, uh, after while he was headed in that afternoon, before the afternoon that he killed a deer, and uh, 
he told me that morning that he had a buck and a doe. He had a buck, dog, and a doe down, like, out of sight, but he could hear it grunting and running all morning long. And so after he got out of the tree, he walked down there, and he said there was just lots of, like, open open buck sign, like rut sign. And, uh, and then he went in that evening, and I, I assume he killed the same deer. I, don't, I haven't really talked to him much other than text messaging, um, but... That was interesting, you know. There's there's been a lot of a lot of like kind of crazy things like that happening. I mean, it's just weird to me that you could go in and find rut sign this early, yeah. earlier than the rest of the state is even open. Um, yeah, That's and crazy. so you know, I think uh, I think a lot of people had it, it's it's been mixed experiences, and I know you've had some really good like lots heavy deer numbers uh sits on some private land and we're going to talk about that mm-hmm. today and some of the things that you've kind of uh you kind of figured out and uh observed and then we'll talk about my last few sits we really haven't uh drew me and you have both killed deer so far and we haven't really talked about it a whole lot um on the podcast uh-huh. and so um i think that'd be i think i think it'd be good to kind of discuss some of the changes that we've seen, you know, if if Alabama keeps doing this with these zones and opening up some of the zones in the state early, then people are going to really be looking for ways to, because I, I know a lot of people have had the same experiences that I have, which was very low deer numbers and not very many sightings and, and practically zero sightings uh, of bucks. And, yeah. um, and so I know a lot of people are going to be kind of, listening and learning how in the in the future to to hunt these times especially in the big woods and uh and so i think that'd be good it'll be fun to to talk about our story so this is going to be a little bit of story time but it's going to be uh pretty tactics based based on some of the um adaptations that we've had to make um to our to our hunting strategy opening up two weeks Mm -hmm. earlier there's a lot of things that happen drew two weeks earlier i don't know if you've noticed but um, oh man! Our first, our first week, there was almost no acorns on the ground. Did you kind of experience no. the same thing? Yeah, there was. I mean, just just walking around and um, um, didn't find no acorns. Didn't find any. You know, didn't find any of those good feed trees. You yeah. know that that were dropping. Um, and you know, with it, with it opening up, just like you said, the two weeks early, I was. Uh, you know, you you're kind of banking on. Um, them kind of being still on a uh, on an early season pattern but man there was no no acorns dropping now that that changed um or at least it seemed to change in the middle of last week yeah and we i was i was walking around started finding some holes and um some some deer sign underneath some acorn trees but uh the the first week man um i'll be honest i was i, I had some high hopes that we'd just be able to, to, you know, just ambush some deer and, and just surprise them because they're not used to being hunted this early. Yep. But that was, that was, that was not the case, man. Yeah. It just, it just wasn't. Yeah. They, they, they all seem to be just well hidden. I have some spots that I go to early season normally. So normally Alabama opens on the 15th or somewhere around there. I think it's usually the 15th, no matter what day it is. Um, that's mm-hmm. when it opens October 15th this year it was October 1st so it was early just in case anybody doesn't isn't familiar with it um, 
So I have these spots that I go to, these areas that I typically will do all of my doe killing at. So I, mm-hmm. I don't I don't normally start going after bucks until I've got a couple of does on the ground already. And sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But these areas that I go to, like, for example, last year, um, I was actually in Georgia for the opener. So I didn't get to hunt Alabama until, like, the 17th or the 18th. And uh, on that first sit, I saw over at least 30 does. Like, there was a ton of does in this area all morning long. That was just one morning. I hunted until 11, and I saw, like, 30 deer. And then that evening, jumped another 10 deer on the way in, had a little uh, a little forky come in um, that, that afternoon. And then right at dark that night, I had just a herd. It sounded like a herd of deer um, come in in range at about 15, 10 or 15 yards, but it was too dark. I couldn't get a shot, and they ended up smelling me and blowing and all that stuff. So it was, uh, it, it was definitely a big difference from that, from last year's first Alabama sit and this year's first Alabama sit. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll kind of just start off with that with that first sit for me. I went into um, that same area that morning. I went into that same area and did not even see the first sign of a deer. Um, but it's not totally true. I saw one walking in, um, but as far as sitting, I didn't see any deer, and there were hardly any tracks on some of the creek crossings that are in that same area. This is the same spot where I went in and saw 30 deer the first sit last year. So um, I have high hopes every time I go in there, and they just, the deer just were not there. And as I was walking out, I noticed, man, there's just no sign in here. Even on the beach where I put my kayak, usually it's just you can't walk five steps without finding, you know, a hundred deer tracks. <laughs> They're just usually everywhere in there. Yeah. You've hunted that same area and you know kind of what it normally looks like. Yeah. Um, but it just, it just wasn't the case this time. I didn't see a deer until let's see, that was a Thursday. I took off work that Thursday, the first, I didn't see a deer until the third and I shot it. That was the first doe that I killed. And, um, and to be honest with you, I don't know if I would have killed that deer. If some dogs hadn't have jumped them up. Um, I was definitely in a good area. I was in an area that has a ton of deer, but, uh, that was a different, it was a different spot that I had not intended to hunt until I was buck hunting. And, uh, but I just, I wasn't seeing any deer in my normal areas. So I went in here, shot a deer at like seven 50 in the morning and not 10 minutes later, two dogs came running out of the woods. And I was like, man, those dogs may have scared those deer over here, bumped them out of their bed. Um, and th- that video is up. I didn't have the dogs on video because I didn't have my camera running. But um, so that was that was kind of my same my, my experiences that first weekend. What did you? I know you had a little bit different experiences because you were hunting a little bit different type of area. Talk about the the private land that you were hunting and the field and stuff like that. Yeah, there's a um, uh, Gunner Church has a. Um, has a has a big green field. It's it's a it's a real big one. Got a it's got a shooting house on it. And he he's got a ton of does on it. And um, he's like, man, he goes, you know, hunt it. Um, it's, it's the same one that I got to hunt last year. And um, and and so last year when when I was gun hunting, it, I saw. I mean, I would always see does there. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna come back there and 
during bow season, and and I'm gonna you know get some I'm gonna fill the freezer. So um, so that so that's what I did. I ended up jump shooting a doe um, off of it. But um, there was there was one afternoon where um, I I saw 16 deer, and um, all of them were does, which you know. <laughs> I let you know that there's some does need to be taken off there, and um, and so I, I saw 16 deer. Um, didn't you? I, I didn't also, you see a buck in there in that green in that field before that though? I did. I did. The the um, I think it was the it, it wasn't the it wasn't the Thursday that it opened. It might have been that Friday. No, or it's either Friday or Saturday. Yeah, it was. It was, it was early. Sit over there. Yeah, it was. It was the first sit over there, and. Um, and I had I I've seen probably five to six does, um, and then uh, right at dark, um, it, it, was, it was way past shooting light. I mean, I I couldn't see my pins or or nothing. The only way I was able to see this deer was was because of of the, the green field, and 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 it was a buck. It came out. I mean, wait. I mean, and it was it was it was a good buck. Um, and so I I was able to see it through my binos. If I didn't have if I didn't have those. I wouldn't have been able to tell what it was, and um, so, but it it came out and it's, it's just a greenfield. There's there's no corn on it or anything like that. It's just just a good old fashioned greenfield, and um, and so uh, I saw some deer there. Um, I went went on a public um, one of one of those days on, and then and it, it's a spot where. Um, uh, me, me and you actually tag team hunted, um, yep. and didn't see, didn't see nothing. That was the same and, area where I, where I hunted open a day and, yeah, and, and you always go in there and you have high expectations because usually there's just so many deer. You missed a deer in there last year. I yeah, missed a deer in there. I don't know if I ever actually killed one in there last year or not. I don't think I did. I didn't kill one over there last year. But it wasn't for lack of seeing them. I mean, they were definitely there. Um, yeah, I mean that was that was the first sit that I that that I had in there that I didn't see deer, and um, didn't didn't really know what it was. I mean, because I mean there was I mean I the only thing that that I could think of and something me and you talked about Parker was maybe maybe there was a, a feed tree that we hadn't found yet, but I didn't even see any acorns really falling then. You know, yeah. Um, so it's, it's just like, go ahead. I was just gonna say, that's kind of want to. I, I want to break down this this first weekend real quick because I think yeah. you're right. I think you are right. And in my conversations with other people, they were they were not finding nearly the amount of acorns, but it really required a lot of scouting that you wouldn't normally that I, I don't normally have to do. Um, during the during that early part of the season and it's it's kind of mm-hmm. those those hanging hunt type situations where you or i mean scout and hunt type situation right. where you've got to go in because i do believe that somewhere in the vicinity there was there were feed trees somewhere there was acorns on the ground and the deer were pounding them um somewhere and they just weren't in the areas that usually we can depend on and I think, you right. know, if I go and hunt there, I'm going to go and hunt there again this week and see if things are a little bit different. And I can almost guarantee you that it will be because I know that I know the that the the trees have produced because I could see the acorns in the trees. They just hadn't dropped yet. So I'm going to go back this week 
after this cold front came through, we had some wind, uh, a lot of rain last week. I'm going to go back and see if, if things are a little bit different. And I can imagine they probably are. Um, but I think you're, I think you're exactly right. Like there was probably one main feed tree that we just didn't find and, and right. didn't, and, and wasn't, I, you know, I wasn't planning on having to find it either just because normally you go in there and there's a lot of deer. But the other thing is in, in the big woods, like what we're hunting, where you don't have a lot of, um, like concentrated food sources, uh, other, you have a lot of natural browse, which is spread apart. Uh, it's, it's spread, you know, everywhere. So it's kind of hard to find those, those, you know, areas, those little pockets. Um, it's hard to pinpoint where the deer are going to be at. Uh, you don't have ag, we don't have corn, we don't have soybeans. Um, on the public, there's not a lot of green fields around where we're hunting. There are some on private land, which is kind of what you experienced. Um, and, yeah. and going back to late season. So last year, if people listen to the podcast through, you know, February last year, I hunted pretty stinking hard. I had a lot of all day sits in the areas that I would consider to be high, you know, target rich environments. And I wasn't being super picky for my last buck tag towards the end of the season. I was like, you know what, if I see a buck and, and I did let some smaller bucks, you know, some, some spikes and three points and four points walk during that time, but I wasn't ultra picky. And, um, and I just, I just didn't see deer. You go out on these, these big woods chunks of property and you're just not going to find a lot of deer on, on that in the late season because the acorns are gone. Um, they've got natural browse. So if you, if you find a thick area, the deer are probably living in there, but you're just not going to see them. The people who are killing deer in that late season, either one have some type of crop that they're hunting two they're on private land and they're able to hunt, you know, corn piles or they're on private land and they've got green fields. They've got those, those food sources that are available to the deer in the late season that you're just not going to find in big woods. You're just not going to find them. And honestly, in, in some of the, uh, some of the, the public areas that do have green fields, there's so much pressure on them during that time that they're probably not that productive either because the deer right. are hitting them at night or whatever. Um, and so it, it seemed really similar to late season. That's what it seemed like to me on a lot of these, these early, early season hunts in Alabama. And, uh, and so it was interesting to me because I was like you, I thought, man, there's going to be a lot of bucks that die since they're opening mm-hmm. up early. And there was a couple, there was a couple, there was one guy that killed, um, out of this this same uh, the same public area, he killed a really nice eight point that was still in full velvet on October first. He killed it opening day, and it was in full velvet. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he was he was a good buck. That was a really good buck. Um, uh, our friend Justin Moser and Brian Ham, the the guys that have tracked for me in the past, they got to track that deer and. I mean, he was he was a he was a good one, and uh, so there was a couple bucks that that died, and I, I think, you know, um, one of the things that I was talking with uh, with actually with Michael about uh, early on was that a lot of the acorns seemed to be falling in on the higher elevation areas. So if you could get mm-hmm. on top of a ridge, that's where you would find 
you know, most of the, the acorns that were dropping a little bit earlier. And that probably had to do a lot with wind knocking them down, being up at the top, honestly. Um, yeah. And so that was, yeah. that was just, it was just an observation that I had. Things were very much different than what I thought they were going to be. And looking into the future, I think it would be, I think it would be a good idea to really, you know, next year, if they do the same thing next year to scout and um, to scout probably sometime around the end of September and see if you can find some of those earlier dropping white oaks and um, to concentrate. Because I was on, you know, most of the time I was on decent sign where I would end up hunting at other than that first day. Um, But you saw the creek crossing that I hunted the day that we tag teamed. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was was covered up in, in deer tracks. So I should have been seeing deer, but I just wasn't. And, uh, yeah. and then that finally that third day I shot that doe and that was cool, you know, but at the same time, I, I know I was in a good area. This is the area that I hunted a lot last year. It's kind of a, uh, like a 150 acre track of property of public and that's kind of isolated. And, uh, man, I mean, it, it's covered in deer. I actually killed both of my deer off of the same, the same area. Um, so moving into week two, you know, week two you and I both killed deer so you killed one um you killed your first one before I killed my second one so talk a little bit about that Mm -hmm. and uh and kind of what your experience was with that which isn't going to be terribly different because it was the same piece but um yeah it it was the same piece and um um I actually um when I when I hunt the spot I don't I don't try to hunt the spot um unless I can just get in and get out like real quick mm-hmm. um and it's it's one of those where if i have an hour prior to work or right after work or um like like what what happened on friday we uh, we were going out of town to georgia i was going to go and visit my brother and um we're gonna go hunting over there which which we ended up doing but um i had i had an hour to sit and um just didn't didn't want to uh, uh get on public land just because with 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 some most or, or some of our public land, it, it it's not worth it to walk in for just an hour. Yeah, and um, and so I I eased over there, and I thought, man, the first the first doe that I see, I'm gonna I'm gonna um, um, shoot her, and and just happened that that uh, that that she popped out. Six forty five came in and um, uh, gave me brought that shot, and I uh, turned it loose and um, shooting those um. um um, heavy arrows with uh, uh, the cut on contact, uh, big BPA broadheads. I mean, I'm, I'm talk about talk about your setup for a second. What's the total arrow weight? Yeah, and all that stuff. The total arrow weight for mine is uh, 715 grains. Jesus, and um, <laughs> that's huge. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a it's it's a it's a, it's, it's a big arrow. It's a, it's a lot of arrow, and um, it was it was cool to see. You know, we we did the we did the podcast with Ranch Ferry, and you know, there's there's a bunch of um, uh, um, heavy arrow, um, um, you know, content uh, geeks out there right now yeah. that, are, that are just building, and, and and that's awesome. So it was cool to see what what happened when I shot her. Um, she didn't mule kick or nothing, um, and I, you know, you see it on TV and all this different stuff. You all see mule kick, all that stuff. She she I shot her. She turned and ran out of the food plot, stopped in the pine trees and walked, and um. I, about five minutes later, I heard, I heard some rustling, and I was like, "Well, maybe, maybe that's her." And sure enough, it was. She, she'd gone forty yards, and it piled up, 
and um, and uh, didn't didn't bleed a whole lot. Um, and but I got thinking about it. She wasn't running, so she wasn't she wasn't pumping out blood. Yeah. And 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 I and I double lunged her. I mean, it was uh, there was lung blood everywhere when I got to her. Yep. Um, but she she wasn't running. She was just walking because she didn't know what had happened. And um, and so that was that was really cool to see. So got her loaded up and got her back to the house. And um, I want to. And then before you, before you get off of that subject, I want to talk about that too. Um, with my yeah. with my first deer this year, this is the first deer that I've shot with. You know, the heavy cut on contact heads. I'm using the VPA, basically the little brother to your to your what you're like using like the 300 grain heads right yeah so you you're way up there i'm using the 175s with a 70 grain insert um and i want to say my my foc at the time my foc was at 20.4 percent but uh i recently added lighted knocks because i've lost every one that i've shot just about, except for the first one, and I was just tired of it. I'm like, these arrows are too expensive to be losing. Yeah. Um, but I didn't use lighted knocks because I didn't want to mess with the FOC because I was happy with it. But, you know, I, I I ended up putting some on there, and I think I'll probably be uh, happy with it. The The problem was is during my – in the videos and stuff, I, and, and even when I would make the shot, I wasn't able to see exactly where I hit. And uh, I think the lighted knocks yeah. are going to be a big, a big help for me on that, as far as that's concerned. But um, that's the same, same thing that happened with both of my deer. But talking about the first one that I shot, it was not a very good shot. I mean, it was a hard quarter away at my six o'clock, and I was standing on my tiptoes to get over a branch that was right in front of me. It was kind of like my back cover. I was using his back cover, and those deer came out right behind me. And uh, I thought I drilled her just because she. She ran like 10 steps and then just fell over dead. Like before she ever even, before her head hit the ground, she didn't <laughs> flop. She didn't like move her leg, kick her legs or anything. She was just dead. And uh, and so I thought, man, I just crushed her. And I got up there to it and there was gut all over the arrow. And I was like, well, I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, obviously I could <laughs> I could see her. What ended up happening was I hit the back leg and went through the femoral artery through the hip and out the guts, out like kind of front guts. And uh, and that femoral artery just, I mean, when you hit that, it it, it kills them pretty quick. But when they don't yeah. know what, what happened, they don't know that they're hit, they're just, they don't do, do much. Imagine like, imagine no. seeing a doe. Or seeing a deer, just a deer in the woods, and you clap your hands just real loud. You clap. They're going to run. They're going to spook out of reaction, and then they're going to run maybe a couple feet, and then they're going to turn around and look to see what that, what see what it was. Um, they may yeah. run to some cover and then stop and see what it is. And that's exactly what happens. They don't know what hits them. They're not. They don't know that they're hit. And the longer they stand mm-hmm. there to look, the more their body starts feeling sick and they start realizing oh something's wrong and then they fall over dead so that's exactly what happened the crazy thing was i went through the hip and then through a significant amount more deer in the guts and that arrow just whipped through it like butter i mean it just it just went through so fast and and i know people like i i'm not stupid i i watch you know i'm on facebook i'm on social media i see all the memes 
And I know it's a trend, and guys who are stuck in their old ways of rages and whatever, they get butthurt about people doing it. But, it, I mean, it's just more effective. Like, it just is. I know there's people that are probably going to listen to this and be like, man, just jumping on the bandwagon. Well, yeah, yeah, and it's more effective. <laughs> like, I don't Yeah, well, I mean, you, you, you've had two die on camera. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and Parker, too. To kind of add to that, when when I went to my brother's, he he actually shot a doe, and hit her in the exact I, I can't say the exact same spot because you know, but he 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 hit her in the back ham, and he's shooting a mechanical, I mean, you know one of the big ones, uh, mm-hmm. really popular one, and the only reason that we found that deer was because he cut the um, artery there on yeah. the back hip. Yeah, that for more. Um, if it wasn't for that, because when, whenever we got to her, um, he, he didn't, he, he went to the back hip and it, it didn't even get to the gut. It, it just hit the back hip and stopped. Wow. And, and so if he hadn't hit that artery, I'm, I'm not, I can't say that we, you know, wouldn't have found her, but there's a, I mean, it's a high probability. I mean, cause he just hit muscle. That's all yeah. it would have been was just a, a back hand hit. You know, and it and, wouldn't have um, made it far enough to go into the guts to be. Fatal. No. No, no, yeah, there was there was no. The only thing that saved them was him cutting that artery, and and you know that's you know that's where guys say, well, that's what that's what happens with a you know big cut cut on contact. Well, you know the the this doe was also heat up, and she was thirty yards away, and had kind of caught his wind a little bit, and knew something was up, mm-hmm. and um, whenever whenever my brother shot her. She actually turned and wheeled, and um, and and that's when he hit her right there in the back. And so it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, you could have you can have an arrow for you know for the perfect broadside shot, but they don't drop and move and duck. Or you can have an arrow that if they do those things, which they are going to do those things, it just ups your odds. And you know we, we had Shane Shane Simpson on, and he was like, you know, we have much better success if there's an entry and an exit. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and, um, and there's just no arguing those numbers. I mean, you can, you can sit here and be like, well, I'm a, you know, I'm a mechanical guy. That's, that's fine. And, and it is 100% fine. Shoot the way that you want to shoot. But, but also, um, don't, don't get mad at me for shooting the way that I want to shoot. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's just, let's just, let's just say with the deer that I shot that I wouldn't have hit that femoral artery and, it wouldn't have killed it fast. Let's just let's just right. suppose I missed the artery by a couple inches or whatever. It did the exact same thing. It goes through that hip, through through the leg, through the hip, whatever, and out the guts. Well, that's still gonna be. I'm still gonna find that deer if I play my cards right on a gut shot. Right. If I let it lay, right. let it do its thing. Um, it's not ideal, but it's still gonna kill it. If I've got exactly. a if I've got a mechanical that hits the same spot and stops on that hip, doesn't hit doesn't hit uh, the artery or anything, well I'm I'm never going to find it. That deer's probably going to live. It's probably going to be fine with an arrow sticking out of its butt. Um, yeah. But with a gut shot deer, it's going to die every single time. It's just a matter of how long it's going to take. And so if I would have missed it, I still would have come home with the deer. It just may have taken longer for me to get it. So I, yeah. you know, I, there, things are, things are trends, but if you watch, if you watch a lot of YouTube videos right now of guys who did jump on the quote unquote bandwagon, 
you're seeing a lot of deer die on camera this year with with a bow. I, I mm-hmm. mean, and and if you watch it, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Like these people just they're your people are not losing deer nearly as much with these heavier cut on contact blades. It's just like I, I'm not gonna say that it's fact because I know that there there have been some situations where guys didn't recover their deer. But you just I will say that it's fact that you have a lot better chance of being able to recover your deer if you play your cards right. And a lot of a lot of people yeah. not not recovering their deer is probably more uh a user error in how they're how they're pursuing the hit animal, you know. If I gut shot a deer with a, you know, nine hundred grain arrow or whatever and I don't give it the eight to twelve hours, well, that's my fault if I don't recover it. Or if I don't, right. if I don't find the, if I don't find the, uh, or get a dog or something like that, that's, that's going to be my fault. Anyways, yeah. off yeah. of, off of that, that, uh, soapbox, I just, I hear a lot of people, especially right now, as people are having success and attributing that success to these, these heavier setups, I see a lot of people getting butt hurt and, you know, doing what they do on Facebook, yeah. and keyboard warriors yeah. and. Well, I ain't never had no problem with whatever head. So yeah. Anyways, yeah. Um, well, so going 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 back to you know the the um, kill and everything. So I I went in, um, I killed her, had her had her had her out by by seven thirty, and was coming back to the house. You know, cause <laughs> once again, we 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 had to go to Georgia. Uh, I was going to go to Georgia and deer hunt with my brother there, which I, which I ended up doing, and it was really cool. Um, we, we, we hunted, uh, one day there and, um, was able to get on some public lands, um, hunted, uh, my, my brother's, um, private land, uh, Monday morning, Monday afternoon, uh, I scouted around and, uh, found some public land and found, found some really good sign and, um, I was able to set up and actually had two does come in on me. I was set up on a drainage going down in, in, into a creek and on the other side of the creek was an acre and flat. Um, and you know, one, one of those things that, that mean you have found, especially here, drainages work really well, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and it's like, a, it's and, like and so an that, exit. It's like an exit yeah, off of a highway. Yeah. And so what, what I had, I, I had, um, acorns on the, on one side of the creek, a drainage going up into private land. There's a big, it's a big um, open like hayfield pasture, and they were feeding in it, bedding in it, and and so I was like, man, this is, this is perfect, you know. And um, so I um, set up on it, and um, and and had two does come um, from. Um, they came in downwind of me, and um, um, came in just got just a, just a little bit of my wind, and didn't blow or nothing, but just just hopped off and, 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 and they came in off them on my weak side, which, you know, we're, we're saddle hunting. So it was my weak side. So turning and trying to get that shot, um, was, uh, going to be really, really difficult. And, um, but it was cool. You know, I, I went to a state that I'd, um, never hunted public land on before and was able to kind of take some of our, um, tactics that, that we use here in um, Alabama, take them over there and almost pulled it off on just a total blind i mean uh, me, me and my brother went and scouted that um we we walked out of that creek bottom and saw a ton of sign and it, it was it was just it was hunting the fresh it was hunting the fresh sign and it took us 
we we walked most of the day and didn't find hardly anything and then we found the fresh sign and i went back and set up on it yeah i mean it, it's that's a that's the best way in my opinion to hunt new pieces of public like just find that most recent sign and and set up that's cool so um i want to i want to kind of skip forward a little bit uh you and i okay. both had that second week I mean, on, mm-hmm. on public, it was it was really the similar experience. I hunted fairly hard, you know, throughout the week. It rained that weekend, Friday and Saturday. Uh, did not see a deer Friday or Saturday, not not anything. I mean, it was it was just bad. And I went into some, you know, decent spots on a pretty re- a really good spot on Friday, uh, where I've I've killed a buck at uh, during the rut in the past, and really. I mean, there's a lot of deer that use this little area. Um, didn't see anything and really, honestly, didn't even see a lot of deer sign in there because the acorns hadn't, yeah. hadn't dropped in there yet. I found a couple um, like 50 yards away from where the boat was at. I had to climb a mountain. And so like on the flat before you go up uh, on my way out, there was a really, really fresh, humongous buck turd. And some acorns on the ground. And I was like, dadgummit, I should have just set up here. Um, and that's where all the deer were using. So when you talk about that that hot feed tree, that was mm-hmm. it. You know, I had found it, but I just didn't know it was there until I was walking out. And probably if I would have hunted it that morning. I mean, this, this turd had fallen within the last, well, I'll give you an example. It had rained that morning, and that turd was not covered in rain. If that makes yeah. sense, like it wasn't wet, it was still, I don't know, not dry because it was it was wet yeah. because it was a turd. But you know what I'm saying, like it wasn't, it hadn't oh, been yeah. sitting out in the rain. Um, so probably yeah. that had happened within the last hour or so. And if I would have set up there, I probably would have killed him. And uh, and so yeah. that that was kind of you know eye opening for me especially for that specific spot looking looking in the future like maybe don't maybe don't hike up the mountain and go up to the top and i was just mostly thinking about you know acorns falling at the highest elevation but at this specific spot they were falling in the lower elevation and uh um yeah so that that was and and a lot of it has to do with the uh the wind you know the um kind of your dominant winds and that spot sets up really well for a wind coming out of the uh, coming out of the east. So most of the time, the winds are coming out of the south this time of year. And so a at the bottom of of a of a really it was a slough coming off the water. In that slough, a wind coming out of the south is still going to hit that tree the same way that it would. It's basically a west-facing slope, and yeah, and the it you know it's gonna hit the the wind's gonna hit those trees the same way, and so those acorns are falling down. It was just something interesting that I started putting in my head, putting together because I'm like, it makes no sense why these deer are using this right here when it would be a lot safer and it would probably take a lot less work for them to just stay up on top. Well, then I put it kind of together. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that was that was Friday. Saturday, it I pretty much got rained out. I only hunted till about nine that morning, and it rained consistently the whole time. I was just waiting for breaks in the rain to see if they would come out. I was hunting over persimmons, 
and uh, and it never stopped. I mean, it was just I was soaked the whole day. Um, Saturday, I, uh, no, that was Saturday. Sunday after church is when I shot shot my second deer, and I went back into that same area, uh, probably about half a mile or so away from where I killed the first deer, but it was in the same like chunk. Um, mm-hmm. you kind of have to go around a, a big bend anyways, uh, hunted a spot that I never hunted. Uh, well, I hunted it one time in January last year. Um, and so I walk in and immediately, as soon as I get out of the boat and come up on top of the ridge, a deer blows at me and I was like, okay. And so I walk a little bit further and I start finding acorn holes on the ground with the notches where the deer had cracked them. I was like, all right. Yeah. So I walk a little bit further and, uh, there's the trail that there's a big, huge deer trail that goes all the way around the side of this hill, all the way back to like this, the, I was hunting the same deer trail when I shot the first deer. Um, it just, it's just the most heavy deer trail maybe that I've ever seen in Alabama. Um, the dirt on it, the, the dirt is so packed down that it feels like concrete on this yeah. on this trail and then if you watch the most recent video that i uploaded you can see it it's just it's just a stupid heavy trail and so i walked past that and i was gonna hunt this the edge of this bedding area because um, i was really kind of i was kind of hunting for bucks but it would shoot a doe if i saw a doe so about 4 30 4 30 that evening by the way there were acorns dropping all over this area and you could tell the deer were tearing it slap up. So I knew I was going to have, I was going to see deer that night before I even set up. And about 4.30, those does come out. And long story short, I ended up shooting one and they were munching on acorns hardcore. Like that was how I actually saw the deer is I heard the loud pop of an acorn uh, crack. And so I I was in and out of there before dark. And, uh, and so that was cool. Um, now moving forward into, into, this week, which was uh, basically the, I didn't hunt a ton midweek, honestly, but yesterday uh, I hunted. Well, I hunted Friday at uh, my friend's private hunting club, which was fun as crap. He saw a ton of deer, and I was just kind of going in and hunting it like I would hunt public and hunting a lot of transitions. And I saw some deer, um, had some fawns come up and sniff my sticks and. Uh, saw a doe. It was, it was fun. I hadn't hunted, you know, like that on a hunting club in a while. And so it was nice to just walk a couple hundred yards from the truck and set up, (laughs) you know, I still sat in my saddle and I sat over a green field that evening, sat in my saddle. And, uh, so that was cool. Not really a ton to talk about there, but yesterday is, is really kind of what I wanted to get into because um, yesterday was my first big buck encounter in Alabama of the season. And, yeah. uh, Drew, me and you talked about this area quite a bit cause I, I've been pretty stuck on it. The way it works out mm-hmm. is off of the water. It goes straight up, right? And it's a, uh, let's see, it would be a South facing slope. So it really works well on a North wind on a wind coming out of the North. If, if you're trying to hunt deer, um, coming to a bedding area in the morning, it really works well. The it's thick, man, it's thick on those on those hill that slope um, because it's it's really so far away from any any access point that they just don't come in and they don't burn it. They don't really do a whole lot to it. So 
um, because it of the way that that slope kind of faces and the way the sunlight hits it, like the the vegetation just grows up super thick. The understory is insane, and there's only really one spot that you can get up into it from the water because there's a drainage coming down. And yeah. even at that, man, like it's it's still thick. And once you get on top, they have it's got a, a, a big clear cut on it. A fairly new clear cut, probably a couple years old. It actually doesn't show up on the maps, and um, and not on the new ones. Onyx kind of did some updates, and their m- maps are actually older than what they used to be, because uh, the old map actually showed the clear cut, but the new ones don't. And so <laughs> that clear cut comes all the way down, um, and there's only about a section about twenty to thirty yards wide. From the point that it's the the hillside, the steep hillside starts to flatten out until you get to that cutover. So it basically makes a little thin funnel of woods, of thick woods, um, between the slope and the uh, the cutover, which was yeah. something that I found last year. I actually was just kind of walking around during gun season, during late season, didn't really have anything else to do. I didn't want to set up. And so I just walked around, and that was a that was a good walk that day because I found a ton of buck sign in there, not just an overwhelming amount of deer sign. It really goes back to um, what uh, what Nathan Killen talked about, really hunting those deer, especially in the hills, hunting the big mature bucks away from the uh, large amounts of deer sign. And so I'd been really thinking about this, and I, I really wanted to hang a camera there. And me and you were going to go and put a camera up there one day, and we just couldn't work it out to where yeah. the kayaks, where we could both get in, get in there, and everything. Um, so I didn't put a camera in there. But yesterday we had this cold front come in, and I was like, okay, the wind is coming. It's going to be coming kind of out of the northeast, which sets up perfect for a deer wanting to bed on those points overlooking that water. And so what I believe is going to happen is they're going to come out of the clear cut uh, and and work their way into that bedding area. And so I set up, and this is, this is where it gets pretty cool. I set up fairly, not blind, knowing the area that I wanted to go into where I found some rubs during that walk last year um, and some gigantic buck tracks. I mean huge buck tracks in this area. Mm-hmm. and um, and hardly any doe tracks. There wasn't a whole lot, but I knew there was a big buck that lived in that block of woods. The block of woods is not huge, probably, you know, 30 acres or so of actual standing woods, and then the rest is clear-cut yeah. up on top. I knew there was a big buck that was living in there. Um, maybe more, but I knew for sure there was one because I followed his tracks out of, out of the clear cut and into the bed. I found his bed in there and it was, it was a good setup, big buck turds and everything went in there. First thing in the morning yesterday, uh, two deer blew out while I was setting up. I thought not a big deal. They were in the clear cut. And, uh, I thought, you know, this isn't, it's not a big deal. I set up on a slight, very slight depression um, coming out of the clear cut that almost leads directly to his bed. It was, it was where my tracking, uh, my breadcrumbs on Onyx were, uh, following. And this slight depression 
it always seems you're like these bigger bucks. Um, deer in general mm-hmm. are going to use those, but the bigger bucks are going to use the, the ones that are more subtle, right? Yeah. And so I set up on that slight depression expecting the deer to come out of the clear cut and into the bed. When I got there, um, I started finding a lot of acorns on the ground right where that, that little that little drainage was. A lot of acorns on the ground, lots of cracked ones, good amount of, you know, where you could see the deer had been coming through there and eating the acorns. And so I thought, man, I might actually see more deer than I was expecting because it was really my first, like, aggressive buck sit of the season. I got two, done, two yeah. does under my belt. I'm good. Uh, it's not that kind of area that I want to go in and really shoot a doe if I see one, just because I don't think the deer population in this specific part is as high. And so I want to leave some of the does alone, honestly, because I think during the rut, it's going to be even better. So get in there, yeah. set up, and don't see anything until 9.30. At 9.30, I start hearing something, and I'm looking, and I'm like, maybe it's just a squirrel. I'm not seeing anything. It's pretty thick, like I said. Um, it opens up a little bit more in this area, but not just a ton. And uh, 9.30, I hear it. I hear it. I'm like, man, I don't know where that is at. And then all of a sudden, the way the sun, I don't know if people are listening to this, you kind of understand. When you set up in a spot where the sun is kind of at your face, um, when it gets up over the trees a good bit and starts shining down in your face and you can't see because it's actually reflecting off the top of the leaves that are in there. So you can't really see Mm -hmm. the ground all that good. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it really sucks for cameras because your camera will focus on the trees that the sun's shining on. Well, all of a sudden I catch some movement right on the edge of the woods going into the clear cut. And there's that buck standing there and I can see him walking into the clear cut. So he had passed by me at some point, point probably out of range because i could pretty well see everything that would be in range but he passed by me at some point using the other side of the drainage that i was set up on on that slight depression and uh just judging by the way his body was was faced in the direction he was walking he came out of the bedding area so he had already gotten into his bed for the morning and then left and was walking into that clear cut and probably going to bed. That clear cut goes up a little bit higher in elevation. Probably going to bed down into that in that clear cut at the higher elevation. But I saw him. Mm-hmm. I didn't get him on camera because, I mean, I saw him for a split second. But, Drew, I'm telling you, he was massive. He was he was the buck that I was in there after. Um, yeah. Which is awesome because... It made me feel good. It made me feel like I'm not stupid, you know. Um, yeah. Maybe I do yeah. know. Maybe I do know a little bit about how to get on these bigger bucks out here. Um, I hated that I wasn't able to get a shot off on him, and I and that he he beat me. You know, he 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 walked over my walk-in trail, which sucks because that means he he knew something had come in there. Um, yeah. But I saw him. Well. I was planning on hunting until about 10 o'clock. Then we were going to go to a Halloween thing on uh, here in town with some friends. And so I was planning on doing that. Well, that buck goes in, and I'm following the sound of the birds. And he goes right into the edge of that clear cut and beds down. Like, 
75, 80 yards away from me. He beds down in there. And I can hear the birds that were following where he was at, and they just stayed in that one spot. Like, And every 15 minutes or so, they would go crazy again, just, just nuts in that same spot all day long. I had one bottle of water, no food. I was not planning on hunting all day. And uh, I, I texted my wife. I was like, hey, there's a big buck that's bedded bedded up right here next to me. And I think when he gets hungry, he's going to come into these woods and he's going to eat these acorns that are in here. And, uh, and so I'm going to try to wait him out if I can. And she was like, yeah, that's fine. Um, don't worry about it. Stay there if you want to, whatever. And so, dude, I sat there all day long until dark waiting on this buck. And almost all day long, every time, I think what was happening was he would get up to adjust or maybe eat some eat some leaves or something, eat some browse that was around him. But about every 15 to 20 minutes, those birds would start going crazy in the same spot. And uh, he was out of my sight. I couldn't see him, but I knew exactly what was going on. And, uh, and so I yeah. stayed there all day long in my saddle. People who say you can't sit all day in your saddle, that you can, um, if you want it bad enough. I mean, I'm not going to say that I was like, you know, it wasn't like sitting in a lazy boy all day long, but it was comfortable. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't uncomfortable. Mostly, more than anything, I was having a hard time rationing water. Um, cause <laughs> I, had, I had one bottle of water with me and that was it. And no food. Yeah. I was hungry. I didn't eat anything that morning coming in because I wasn't planning on hunting all day or even really super late. And so I just I just sat there all day long. Um, well, I guess, uh, let's see. I got down, I mean, I got down when I couldn't see my pins. I get down mm-hmm. and uh, I don't see another deer. I didn't see another deer all day. Um, but I knew that buck was standing there. Or sitting there, laying down. I get down, and I get to about my second stick, and I hear a deer in that direction walking. And so I stop, and that deer walks, I mean, my direction. He was walking at me, and um, I had reached up to turn my headlamp off. I turn my headlamp off, and I hear hear it run off. I, I guess it it heard the click or, or something. And that deer, I mean, I know it was him. I know he was walking right to me, right at dark. He probably knew something wasn't right. And when I started making a little more noise, he came to investigate. And, uh, that was my hunt. I mean, it was, yeah, it was a, uh, it was a test of endurance and how bad do you want it? It was one of those type of hunts because most guys would have said, you know what, I'm getting down. I don't care. But I I wanted it bad. I wanted it real bad. And I was close, yeah. man. I was I was so close. But I'm I wanted to share the story just to um, you know, maybe give hope to guys or if you find yourself in a similar situation where a buck crosses by and you know that he's going into a bedding area. Man, I mean, it can work, and it almost worked for me by being patient, you know, just waiting him out. It, I mean, yeah. all it would have taken was 20 minutes early, 15 minutes early, yeah. and I would have had a uh, 
I'm not going to say he was be my biggest buck ever is a 133, 134, something like that. Um, on the hoof in the split second that I saw him, he looked bigger than that. He was a he was a good yeah. one. He was he was a really good one for the yeah. area. Um, but I know he's in there, and I played it fairly safe. I'm not going to go back in there for a while. And I think yeah, I think he'll I think he'll stay around because nobody else is going to hunt it. And uh, I, I man, it was just it was just one of those hunts, man, where you you do everything that you think is right, and then you find out that yeah, I did the right thing. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have known yeah. that's where he was bedded down at if I hadn't have stayed. You know, known one hundred percent for sure. But yeah, when that happened, when he ran off. And he was coming in, he was coming in to either investigate or he was probably going to get up and feed on these acorns at some point. And it was just one of those, it was just one of those sits, man, where you're just like, man, I almost had it. I did not kill him yeah. for my lack of hunting ability. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, all it took was, if I would have sat in a tree 30 yards, you know, closer to where he came out at, I would have killed him. If I would have sat in a tree 60 yards closer, he would have never smelled smelled me um, because he would have I would have been on the other side of him. He would have never winded me and or not winded me, but caught my walk in trail like he more than likely did. Um, it was just it was just a there was so many things that I could have done just a little bit different and killed him. But I mean, I was I was on him, you know. And, uh, yeah. I think, I think a lot of guys underestimate the, the aggressive, um, how aggressive do I need to be the, if I, if I push in too deep, if I get too close, I'm gonna, you know, mess, mess up that hunt forever. And I'm, I may have messed up the spot for a little bit, but I don't think that that deer is going to spook out of there. He never blew one time. Um, he definitely knew something wasn't right whenever he came back. But I'm going to give it time, and I guarantee you he's going to be right back in there because he lived. He's there for a reason, and yeah, and I think he's comfortable enough to be right back in there. So, man, I don't know, dude. Like, it was fun. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I also think, too, especially with, um, you know, public land deer that are not, that are, you know, in kind of the overlooked, out-of-the-way places that don't get, like, a whole lot of pressure. They mm-hmm. even even if you do kind of booger them just a little bit, they're they are so not used to seeing people or you know um, walking over guys walking in that that there's a good possibility that that deer is going to be back during gun season. Mm-hmm. You know, as as opposed to you know uh, the deer that gets bumped every weekend. You know, um, yeah, because guys are just in there all the time. You know, well that deer is going to eventually just leave the country because they're like, okay, there's no safe place to be, (laughs) you know? And, and, and so it's, um, um, there's a, there's a real good chance that you, that you're going to see that deer, um, again, deer in gun season, you know, because that, that, that opens up here pretty quickly for us. And that's going to be my first, that'll be my first gun sit. We'll be in that spot. Oh yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and two, like you're, you're probably only looking like maybe total on that area over there. What, four sits total, maybe? Yeah, I, I can't see unless, unless I'm just keep seeing deer. 
um, which I, yeah. I just don't think I will. I don't think it's the kind of spot you go in to see deer numbers. You go in there to kill the buck that you – that. Uh, I, I can't remember if it was Bobby Worthington or if it was Nathan Killen that was talking about this, but they talked about the different personality traits of some of the deer, and mm-hmm. and oftentimes – the reason, the reason why you watch, if you watch the Outdoor Channel or Pursuit Channel or whatever, and you go to these places that are highly managed and they're letting bucks live until they're five and a half, six and a half, seven, whatever, they're letting them live to an older age. You see a lot of these bigger deer come out in the daylight, and that's because the the personality traits. You have deer that are just going to be naturally social; they just want to be social. Mm-hmm. And and they'll come out in the daylight. But when you're letting deer live until they're seven and a half, you're gonna have some of these more social animals that come out, you know, in daylight. But still they're gonna have some bucks, even on like high fence places. Talk to anybody that owns a large high fence, you know, operation, and there's gonna they're gonna tell you that they have some bucks out there that they just don't see. They do not see in the daylight because they're not coming to the feeders mm-hmm. in the daylight. They're they have some that they don't even see at the feeders. They're, they're just they're reclusive animals, and I think on public the reason why a lot of the bigger bucks are reclusive is because that's the ones who have lived. You know that yeah. They're my, if if you left alone, let's say you left alone Cahaba WMA, and nobody was allowed to hunt it for, um, I don't know. 10 years you would have big bucks out there that are just naturally social animals that would die but you would still have some of those deer that live that just die mm-hmm. of old age because they're just going to be reclusive they, they it's 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 kind of a, a a a human personality i guess that you could say some some of us yeah. love to be around people some people are you know extroverted and they love people and some of us would just rather be by ourselves the whole time um, because we're more introverted. So mm-hmm. I think some of these deer are that way. And this area, I think this specific buck is just, he's just a recluse. I think he's living over there with not a whole lot of deer. I'm sure there's enough does in there to keep him occupied during the rut. Um, but there's just not an abundance of deer sign. And on public land, a lot of times your reclusive bucks are going to be the mature ones because the other ones die yeah. so fast, you know, um, yeah. they want to be in yeah. the, in the areas where all the does are at and that's, and that's great. But I think this, this spot is, he could be potentially the biggest deer that I've ever had an opportunity at. And, uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I think it's, if yeah. I can, if I can kill this buck, it would be such a cool story just to, yeah. it, it, it would, I think I had the opportunity to learn a lot about deer hunting by hunting that buck right here and, yeah. and, and being smart about it and not going in there carelessly. And, uh, so I'm looking forward to it, man. <laughs> I'm, it jacked me up. I was so tired. I literally took a nap after church today for like five hours because I was so tired. <laughs> um, my family left, they, they left and went to some of our, relative's house and I woke up and I was so confused. I was like, where am I? What's going on? Cause I was just, I was just war slap out, but, but it was worth it, man. It was, it was honestly, it was one of those sits that you go into thinking, you know, 
I, I don't have a good chance going in, but after the sit, you're like, mm-hmm, yep, I I got to kill this deer. I was so close. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, that's that's been my. I think I think this week, um, I may take it a little bit. I may take it easy. Try to get some brownie points around the house. I hunted hard, you know, the last two weeks, and uh, I've got Kentucky coming up at the beginning of November, and then Missouri at the end of November. I got a lot, and then the rut kicks in here in December. So I got a lot of a lot of hunting to do. You got any any uh, plans for this week? Yeah. Um... On Friday, um, we were we were both texting from the tree. Me and a buddy went um, and tag team a piece of public uh, where we have always been here, and um, we didn't see. I mean, we didn't even see a squirrel. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, and and um, so we we got down about nine thirty because we hadn't seen. I mean, nothing. And and th- this is one of those spots where it's a natural travel corridor. Well, he calls um, it the honey hole, right? Because of the honey hole. Everybody's got uh, a honey hole and everybody's got a honey hole and and we we hunted it last year and saw deer last year in it and um just did not see it. And I think one of the things, Parker, that that, that I'm gonna take away from these first two weeks, if we start early next year, is don't assume that the same places that have always held deer are gonna hold deer. Yeah. You know? And and that's what I did. It's just one of those spots where like, man, it's always held deer. Um, so let's go try it, you know? And, um, and so we did, didn't see nothing, but we, we, so we got down and we, we drove a little, we, we drove seriously like 200 yards down the road and, it, and we went in on the other side of the road just to check another spot. And, um, there's a, a, a guy that said, you know, they, they've seen a big deer and it was during daylight. And so. Uh, we went and checked this area out and sure enough, man, there was a really big deer track in, um, in this area. And it doesn't look like one. It's like if you were to drive by and you would look at it and go, that's, it's, uh, that, that don't look like a whole lot, you know, yeah. but, um, a big deer track and, and he's a heavy deer. And a reason you can tell that is, uh, there's a doe track that's next to his track and, he is sunk into the earth. I mean, he is, he's a big joker and it's awesome the way it sets up. Cause from, from his track, the way he was going into was he was going down to the water. Well, the water's only a hundred yards from, from where we were at to, to, to where, to where he was going. And, and, and it slopes up to a high bluff. And on top of that bluff, there's, there's a lot of bedding. There's little small pine, pine thickets and um, stuff up there. So he, He's either, you know, walking, walking that bluff, or he's bedded down by the um, by the water, which is a hundred yards from from where he crossed. Yeah. And so there's there's a, there's a good possibility um, that that he's um, going to be in there. So I'm going to try to slip off and maybe try to hunt that this week. But we what it's crazy because across the road, 200 yards down from from where me and my buddy were hunting, um, there's a white oak that was dropping. And deer, deer were smashing it, hmm. and and we we were picking up acorns, we were picking up holes, and um, it it was right off it was right off uh, the side of this um, um, uh, uh, forest road down through there, and it was 
just covered up deer tracks. And so, but it, we just happened to, you know, get out and, and go check it. And, and that's the thing, guys, man, don't, don't just assume just because they've been hotspots for you in the past, you know, get out and check it. And then, and if you, you don't find the fresh sign there right now, then go, go put some boots on the ground and go, go, go find you some fresh sign and, um, and, and get on it. But that was the first, that was the first big buck track that I've cut this year and um, got me a little bit excited and jacked up. Well, when you, when you talk about that, you, you bring a good point up of not, don't assume, but also mm-hmm. this is not the time of the season to go and blow out all of your best spots. I had, no, there, there's, no, there's no, no, two no. trains of thought here though. You can go in like, like in some of the spots that I go to during the rut, like maybe I'll go and put one or two or three sits in a spot during the rut. I have some areas where during that time of the season, I'm going to spend the majority of my time there. Then I have some that I'm like, I could go in here maybe one or one or two times and have an opportunity. Um, I may go into those areas in the early season because I have plenty of time to let it settle down before I'm going back. And realistically, yeah. I don't have a lot of competition in as far as hunters go in the, the areas right. that I'm hunting. And so um, I can go and, and be fairly confident that I can just let it settle down. So you have that, but don't go into your best areas right now. Um, and and potentially ruin them for you early in the season. I think next year, my my plan is going to be to go in. If I know there's a spot, if I know there's an area that looks good on a map that maybe I haven't been able to scout, maybe I haven't been there, um, maybe I haven't been there in a long time. Maybe it's a spot that I've been to before and haven't been there in a long time, just because I didn't find the sign that I thought I was going to find. Don't be afraid to go back in there, especially when things are different in the early season when you've got time. Go go into your new spots. Go be aggressive in a new spot that if you if you don't see anything or you blow a deer out or whatever, you know, if you jump a big buck that it's kind of a no harm it's no harm no foul type deal. Like mm-hmm. you just you just go in and be aggressive on a new area without putting in jeopardy some of the spots that you have. And maybe if you go into a new area, you might find, oh man, this is a great spot that I need to be hunting more. And and yeah. you can you can make your plans based on that. Like this is the time of year to really do, uh, or maybe not right now, but that time of, time of the season, um, those first couple of weeks of of October, like, go in and find some some new ground. You know, be aggressive on some yeah. new ground. And, and don't potentially ruin some of your best spots. I think that's the the biggest mess up that people do is first thing in the their first sit they're going to their best spot. I see that specifically on hunting clubs. They're like this is my best best spot. I'm going to go in there the first day, and maybe it works out. You know, maybe you got maybe in run, running trail cameras and you go in and and kill your buck or whatever. But maybe it doesn't. You know, maybe you go in and potentially you know, let a buck know that you're in there and things are different for the rest of the season. I think yeah, throwing maybe yeah. throwing one sit in an area isn't going to be too terribly detrimental to you, especially if you let it rest for a long, an extended period of time. But you start going in, man, and and spending all your time in the same spot, you can just go ahead and, 
mark that off of the list of places that you want to hunt a lot in the future because you've already let the deer know exactly where you're at, what you're doing, and I just don't think that that's very smart. So, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, uh, and, then, and then also too, there's there's to to go along with 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 that thought too is that if you if if you do have access to, you know, maybe maybe your family's got you know. 10, 15, five acres, you know, doesn't matter, you know, or maybe, maybe you are on hunt club and, and you've been hitting public hard, you know, Hey, throw, throw a couple sits at that. Go, go and knock you down some does, you know? And then, yeah. um, especially if it's got a greenfield early season, you know, go, go and knock you down some, some does. And, um, and if, if you don't, if, if you haven't scouted, you know, and you don't want to just, you know, just blow up the band, you know, and, <laughs> and just go walking down through there, then, then just, just go sit on a greenfield somewhere, you know, ask a buddy and, um, go, go wacky a doe, you know, and, yep. um, and, uh, Parker, I, I know we got to, you know, kind of bring it to a close, but I want to, I want to, uh, this, this is a cool story. Um, with what happened last night, actually, yeah. um, Saturday night. <laughs> That's what I was about to and, get into. Yeah, and because uh, once again, this is this is that spot over there where um, I can I can go hunt it, and it's it, you you see a lot of deer. It's a great place to take kids because they can they can see deer, um, and um, so I I took both of my kids. The first time I've ever taken both of my kids with me. Um, last year I took them both individually, but this this was the first time I ever taken both of them. So we 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 go and set up in the in the blind and. We're we're there, and of course I, I brought snacks, and I, I bring a whole bag of snacks, and we eat our snacks in 20 minutes, and um, and then we, we, you know, we we eat our snacks. The little man's like, I gotta pee, so we, you know, we 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 he pees out the window of the of the tree stand, and it's just this, it's just an absolute goat rope, you know what I'm saying? Like there's just it's just crazy, but somehow some way we had we had four does start coming in, and. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is this is gonna happen. Like this is, I'm I'm gonna get to shoot a deer with both my kids are with me. It's gonna be awesome. And so my a little girl who's six, she was, she she saw the deer walk in and was like, Daddy, there's, and I'm like, yeah, baby, you, you gotta be quiet. And my little man was playing his iPad, um, and I go, uh, you know, I, I kind of whisper to him, I'm like, hey, hey, buddy, there's some deer coming in. And he goes, where, where? And he's like, you know, all excited. I'm like, oh gosh, and and I'm like, right, and the, I mean, they're they're at 30 yards and they're like closing. And so anyway, they 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 come in, and and I get to full draw, and um, both of my kids are trying to see these deer, like they're they're trying to see the deer that daddy's gonna shoot. And I'm like, guys, stop, stop me, and and I'm at full draw. I'm like, y'all, stop, stop moving, stop moving, stop moving. And I, of course, I'm whispering this. The, the does are starting to get spooky because they can hear me whispering. And I'm like, Briar, don't move. But they're, they're right here. The deer are right here. And he goes, where? And he <laughs> looks up. And, and when he did, I mean, they just, I mean, obviously they, they, they jumped, blew, ran, and ran off. And I was, I was at full draw. was about to, was about to send it. And, uh, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was, frustrated for just a second but then i was like man it's, it's all right it's just it's just deer hunting you know it's that it's it, it's okay and so i was able to have a really cool moment with with both my kids there um I, I will say this it is extremely difficult to deer hunt 
with two youngins under the age of six. It is absolutely difficult, but it is really cool. And guys, if you get a chance, man, take them out. And because once again, it's not about killing deer, you know. Yeah. That's 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 that, that's the least of my concerns. That, but we we got out. We we spent some time. They didn't they didn't they didn't have the iPad the whole entire time because I'm trying to teach them to sit, to be quiet, all that stuff. But man, it was it was awesome. It's great experience. I got the full draw. Almost killed me another doe, you know. And the next time we 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 might get it done. But it was it was a cool experience, man. That's cool, man. That's that's uh, that's I can't wait, honestly. And I'm actually considering next year getting on a uh, a hunting club. Henley will be my little girl will be four next year, and mm-hmm. she's eat up with it. Like she she loves to go anytime I I ask her if she wants to go out. You know, do anything outside. Uh, we went squirrel hunting. She went hog hunting with me. We went fishing. A uh, little girl caught a first uh, a fish on the first cast of her life so uh, i'm hoping i'm hoping she's just got that good luck and uh and we can go out but that the hunting club actually i went on with my buddy this past weekend um i'm considering getting on it next year and i'm gonna hunt it a little bit more this year just to kind of get my bearings on it um Mm -hmm. i I like hunting public land more it's more enjoyable for me personally but I want mm-hmm. something like what you're talking about to be able to get my kids into it, and and to let them see deer. You know, I want them I want them to see deer, and have the same experiences that I have that got me hooked on it. And so, yeah, um, man. You know, people people say things. You know, if if I shot a buck on private land, I guarantee you that there would be the one guy or two guys on YouTube that would say something about it. But there does come a point where we just you know, I don't care. <laughs> so, it's, yeah, that's, yeah, there's that. Hey, guys, hunt, hunt, hunt however you want to hunt. As long as it's legal, if you want to hunt public, hunt it. If you want to hunt private, hunt it. But as long as it's legal, hunt it. Have a great time doing it. And if you want to kill a four point, kill your four point. Send it. If you want to kill a 14, send it. If, if you want to kill a 14 point, kill a 14 point, you know? Like, just make sure you're going out and enjoying it. And, and also just, you know, this is... <laughs> You're not gonna make it on real tree. You're just not. Like, let's just go ahead and say it. Like, you're yeah. you're not gonna make it on the outdoor channel. You know, you're more um, than likely <laughs> not the next Bill Jordan. So, no, no. <laughs> so just go out and have a great time. Get your kids out and, and get them involved. Let them mess up a deer hunt for you. Just don't yell and scream and holler at them. You know, and yep. uh, and just 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 have a great time doing it because that's that's what it's all about, man. I mean, and and we we've said it over and over and and over again. Even even on if it's private land or, or public, you know, it's, it's not about the size of the image, it's the size of the adventure that you have on it. Yep. You know. Heck yeah. And so get out and enjoy it, man. Well, I'm I'm with you on that, dude. And I think we'll wrap it up with that. I think that's a that's a good podcast. Lots of good stuff talked about here. Um, I'm looking forward personally to about the next three weeks. As far as seeing mm-hmm. bucks killed in the state of Alabama and across the South, I think it's, I think we're kind of getting into that time. I know a lot of states, especially thinking about Tennessee, they're starting to see a lot of buck sign open up. Um, we're still a little mm-hmm. ways away from seeing that in the part of Alabama that we hunt, but I think uh, I think you're going to start seeing a lot of that. Um, I personally feel as though you know, I, I feel like my buck encounters are going to start going up in the next three weeks. 
um, just because they typically do around that time of the season. And uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm I'm hoping that uh, the season's shaping up to be a, a high high number of deer kills. So I'm yeah, obviously man. super excited about that. But uh, Drew, it's almost 12 o'clock midnight, and you're trying to hunt in the morning. If I were to go hunting in the morning, I would have to wake up in three hours or two hours, and I'm not really <laughs> feeling that. So I'm not going to go hunting in the morning. <laughs> but uh, but if you go, good luck. <laughs> Everybody, it's be hard, man. <laughs> yeah, it'll be hard to wake up. I'm, I do not, uh, I, I, I'm not jealous of you right now. I, I could hunt. I could actually hunt in the morning. I'm just, I don't know. That all day sit, it got me. It got. I'm like, I yeah. need to, I need to chill out for a minute. So, anyways, <laughs> let's, uh, let's wrap this up, guys. Make sure you check out Southern Ground Hunting on YouTube, at Southern Ground Hunting on Instagram and Southern Ground Hunting on Facebook. Give us a like there. Going to be uploading some fresh content to YouTube very, very soon. We've got some already. If you want to watch, uh, I think we got f- four videos or something from this season. If you haven't checked check those out, check them out. Give us a subscribe, if you will. I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, let's see here. Um, leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. I made the mistake, Drew, of going and reading some reviews. <laughs> and and for the most part, they're good. But there are some bad apples in there. Uh, <laughs> so, um, whatever. You know, it it doesn't hurt my feelings. I can say, well, it kind of does. But <laughs> um, anyways, let's, uh, let's talk about, let's see, do we have anything else? Screegear.com, you can use Screegear. the code. You can use the code Southern Ground, all lowercase, all one word, and it'll save you a little bit at checkout. And I can guarantee you that you will not regret your purchase at ScreeGear.com. Um, and that is going to be it for this weekend. Remember this: if you are going to be in the woods, and I know a lot of you guys are going to be in the woods, remember that God gave you dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the beasts of the earth. So go out and exercise that dominion. We will talk to you next time.